Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing a holiday cocktail, beer, and cookie taste test. Uh, So basically just a really fun episode, mostly for us, but we uh, (laughs) hope to give you some holiday ideas. Uh, So yeah, first a little catching up though. Gina, what's what's new and exciting? Mm -hmm. First, I have to ask, have you received the uh, letter I sent to you yet? Oh gosh, no, but that makes me nervous. (laughs) You should be nervous. Okay. I will tell you, I did not do Christmas cards this year. I just- I get a letter? Well, don't get too excited. So, okay. So, so Paige came home one day from school and she was like, you need to give um, so-and-so in her class my, uh, our address because she wants to send me a Christmas letter. I'm like, oh, that's super cute. So we gave the parents uh, our address so they could send a letter. So we get it in the mail on Saturday. I open it up and it's, <laughs> well, she opens it. And it's basically a letter- for this thing called the sticker club. And it says, uh, make 12 copies of this letter and send it to six of your friends and, uh, and you know, put your, put my name in the number one slot and your name in the number two slot and mail it off, blah, 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 blah. And you will end up getting 36 sheets of, of stickers in the mail. Let me just tell you, this is, this is one of those things that I literally cannot stand doing. I, <laughs> I was, I, Cringing. I was like, okay, so not only do I have to do this, but I have to ask six of my friends to do it. And then they kind of guilted us. It was like, you know, you should really do this. It doesn't take that much time. And imagine the smile it'll put on your daughter's face. First of all, I don't think Paige could care less. Of course, she she doesn't act very excited now, but I think once she starts getting, you know, these stickers in the mail, she probably will be really excited about it. But First of all, I don't have access to a copy machine anymore. I just don't. Neither does Nick because he doesn't have an office anymore. Our copy, our, our printer makes copies, but they're just not high quality copies. So I'm just stressing out about this thing. I finally get it get it done. You know, six envelopes, uh, 20, 12 copies and six stamps later and lots of stress because I had to retype the whole thing. They're out, and I did send one to you and your girls. I will not be offended if you do not do this, but I did feel like I had an obligation to do this for her friend, who is her best friend in her class, and her her dad happens to be um, a pre um, an OSU, a former OSU football player. So Nick was like, "You have to do this, Gina. You must do it." <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, all good. We'll play the sticker game. Well, I mean, okay. what else do we have going on? Right. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. It's just not I just hate doing stuff like this. I, that is just not my thing. But anyway, so you'll be in the sticker club soon. All right. What else? I was wondering oh, we're making Buckeyes soon. That was one thing. I know you're a big I know you're not a big Buckeye fan, but you're a big <laughs> Buckeye candy fan. Uh, have you made your Buckeyes this year yet or are you going to? No. And yes, I think. Yes. What does that mean? Well, you know, we're just, um, you know, it's the middle of December. We're trying to figure out what holiday looks like this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to overproduce, basically. That okay. said, my father-in-law, we will be seeing, and he he eats them like popcorn candy, like popcorn, oh my gosh. like just <laughs> kernel, kernel, kernel. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. I, it's truly remarkable. Um, and he listens to the show. So shout out Dale uh, to your Buckeye eating <laughs> abilities. But yeah, I will definitely make some. Unfortunately, they're such a pain. But you yeah. like enjoy making them, don't you? Um, I really actually can't remember the last time I've actually made them. I, I don't even know if I ever have made them. Uh, I can imagine oh. that they're difficult to make. I've eaten them plenty. And I've always, you know, I, I, since I was young, when I was young, of course, I would pop them in my mouth like popcorn not thinking anything of it. And I probably got sick afterwards. I can actually remember going to OSU Michigan uh, football parties with my parents down the street from our house. And they always had two of my favorite things, Buckeye candies and black olives. I would just eat a Buckeye candy every like 10 minutes and then put, you know, 10 black olives on my fingers and just walk around just, you know, happy as a clam. So funny. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I, I have not, that I can remember, I can't make them. I can imagine that they're not 
easy because there's just so many and so much dipping and rolling involved. Here's my advice. Do it on a cold day where you can, I don't know if you guys have like a screened porch or, you know, something that's not just like the great outdoors that an animal could come and eat them or something. But that way you can like put your cookie sheets outside and then they'll harden up and then you can get them nice and smooth because between the heat of your hands and you can't get the batter too cold because then it's rock hard and you can't roll it. Oh, but you can't have it too soft because then it just sticks to your hand and it, it gets like bumpy and stuff. And you want your Buckeyes to be like smooth and beautiful. See, I, okay, we'll, we'll see if that happens. I, Gina, knowing you, <laughs> and we'll learn more about this as today's episode goes on. I don't think this is going to be your cup of tea. <laughs> from the from the text I've been sending you about the cookie recipes you gave me. You're going to be like, <laughs> screw it. We're having like a Buckeye cake. Like, done. <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. But honestly, I also don't mind an imperfect Buckeye. I am okay. I, I don't care if it's not a perfect circle. I feel like you're more of a perfectionist in that way. Probably because you have a food blog. <laughs> but I, I could care less. Like, I'll, I, I might not even roll them. I'll just, you know, make a clump and oh my gosh, you put it so- in some chocolate. <laughs> And that's how 2020 is going to go out, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. That is Just so, take a picture and be so sure to send it to me, okay? Okay. I, I so will. Okay. Okay. So on the same topic of Christmas, real quick, what are the big gifts that your kids are getting this year? Uh, okay. Like chapter books is a big thing for Shay. Not that oh. she knows that she's into it, but I, I think she'll be into it. Sure. And then there's this LOL surprise house that has, I don't know, like 85 surprises that you unwrap. I have no idea if they're oh, going to like it or not, okay. but it, it was close. It was like $200-ish, but it's a gift for both the girls. Like that's the big thing that I got them. Yeah. Oh, fun. Okay. So it's 80. I don't really understand LOL dolls. I'm not going to lie. Is this thing huge? The box 85? is big and heavy. And I'm okay. assuming Santa's going to have to assemble it. Oh, um, oh gosh. Yeah. So that was m- maybe a bad choice, but I said, I've been saying recently, you know, people have asked, like, what do the girls want? To me, it's called LOL Surprise Real Woodhouse with new family and 85 plus surprises, multicolor. Wow. Um, but I think because, and I'm sure your kids are the same way, we don't really like peruse the store or the malls or anything like that anymore. So my kids aren't like, I want that. I want that. They're, it's just not that impulse. They, yeah. they just don't see it. It's not in their face. They don't use technology yeah. yet. So I think they kind of, <laughs> they'll be happy with whatever they get, I think. But that's what I got them. What about you? Sure. That's the same with my kids. Yeah. I honestly, I, I Paige wrote a, a letter to Santa and she put on there that she wants a doll or a, a bed for her American doll, which I already know that my sister-in-law got that for her. So I'm like, okay, what next? And then a a rainbow werewolf. I have no idea. I'm like, what, it, Paige, what does that even mean? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. So I've, I don't know what that means. I, 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 I don't Did you track Amazon? know what that means. Of course. There's nothing. I think she means wolf, but still, like, where does she come up with this? I have no clue. Look for a rainbow dog. Well, Nick found found a wolf um, stuffed animal. That's actually a really good point. It's not rainbow, though. So I'm like, eh, I don't know. Whatever. Does she need another stuffed animal in her life? No. What a useless gift. So what I actually ended up getting her. (laughs) So practical Santa (laughs) is going to bring. (laughs) Yes. And I am all about practicality. Let me tell you. So I, she has this dresser with so much crap on it, headbands, hair ties, um, you know, jewelry. And I'm like, Nick even said this a while ago. He's like, we need to get her like a jewelry box that holds everything and just, you know, everything in one place. And that that doesn't really exist. I kind of looked everywhere, you know, something that holds her headbands and her hair ties, but also jewelry and maybe even lip gloss and makeup, you know, for when she gets into that. So I found she also has said that she hates that she doesn't have a big mirror. In her. She's a narcissist already. She doesn't have a big mirror in her room. So she always has to go up to our room to look at her full body in the mirror. She does. She's really big into like what she wears and dressing up and putting fun, fun, unique, I guess you can call it outfits together. So I respect that about her. So I bought, I was like, well, why don't I get her a mirror? So on Amazon, they have these really cool, you know how, you know, in your, uh, like a vanity in your bathroom, with yeah. a mirror and then you open it and it has a, a bunch of little places where you can put your makeup or, you know, your, your medicine for, you know, old people. I'm talking about myself right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I got her one of those, but obviously a full body size one, a full, a full length mirror that you can open. Even, even it has a key and you can put makeup and hair ties, you know, scrunchies, uh, 
headbands and uh, jewelry. So I, I think she's really going to like it. I'm, I'm really hoping this is not a flop, but that was her kind of big. It was, it was quite pricey. It was around a hundred and I don't know, $30. So hopefully she likes it because on, at this point, I'm not sure how I could even return it. I did. I took it out of the box, um, but yeah, that's, and then Cameron, oh gosh, I just got him a bunch of little things. He's, he's into transformers and uh, Power Rangers, Legos, things like that. So for curious co-hosts and listeners, would you mind mm-hmm. posting the link to this mirror? Because oh. it sounds awesome. Yes, definitely. There's a few of them on Amazon, I will say. And they range anywhere from like $100 to $150. There's about three or four that I found. Uh, so I will post, I will, yeah, I'll post the link to the one that I bought, which I think might even be on sale. You know, they've had every, I always, what I do around this time is I'll put a bunch of things in my cart and then keep checking in. And every once in a while, like the price will go down or up. And I actually, Mm -hmm. on this one, it went down to $102. And then the next day it was up to like 130. I was so mad. Gosh, darn it. And I'm just like, I had to, I had to order it because I, who knows when things get here. Anyway, it's really nice, really heavy and sturdy. I think I would like one. Not really. I, I wouldn't use them. Maybe I would. I don't know. We'll see what what it looks like in her room or how much I really like it. Maybe I'll get myself one one day. But yes, I'll definitely post the link to that one. Okay. All right. Now on to beer and cookies. Oh, wait. Hold on. I have a couple quick little updates. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Um, One, a little bit of COVID humor because I think we're far enough along into this pandemic that I can ask you the question, did OSU really have to go get COVID because they were all so scared of the Illini a couple weeks ago? That's hilarious. Scared of embarrassing you, maybe. Y'all scared. You got scared. <laughs> Ran off. Got COVID. Um, and okay, you have to feel a little sorry for me. So the Shay has been her last day of school was December fourth. She no, I'm sorry, that's not true. December third. It was a Thursday. Okay. She was remote that Friday the fourth. The following next week, she is as of today. Her school is a. Uh, what do they call it? Like, like a hotspot, but what do they, um, a, anyway, it doesn't matter. Schools close next week and then she's out for two weeks. So mm-hmm. my kid will officially be home for four consecutive weeks, over four mm-hmm. consecutive weeks. Uh, she's with my fabulous in-laws, uh, this week doing remote learning. Thank goodness. Oh, nice. Isn't that do, amazing? Do they live near you? No, three hours away. So tomorrow night okay. I get to drive, we both get to drive halfway and, um, grab her back. So Wow. That's Fun. really nice. Yeah. Super nice. Super nice. No idea what next week looks like. Super nice. <laughs> I told Mark one day at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. So she hates remote learning and she, Shay and I are like oil and water. So this is, it's, th- there might be blood. I mean, it's, it's going to get really bad because she just doesn't listen to me as well as I'm sure she is my in-laws. Um, and then oh yeah, one yeah. quick recommendation for you guys, since I know you love Netflix and to binge on shows, Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. I've heard this. Yes. You must watch. Okay. Okay. It's on our list for sure. It's only seven episodes, so you can just binge right through that. Okay. Awesome. Cool. All right. Cookies and beer. Cookies and beer. Are you going to read our, our little intro? Yeah. And first, before the intro even, okay. we're just all... Oh, just I did, I did already start my cocktail. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> before we begin, just a quick favor to ask if you're loving the show, please write us a review on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and help us reach more people with the show. So please just take a moment, write us a review. All right, G. So in keeping with tradition, our second annual, right? Cookie and beer taste test. Mm -hmm. And this year we chose three three widely distributed holiday beers. So last year we went a bit more local and we were shipping beers all over the place. Remember, I went to UPS and she's like, what's in here? I said beer. She's (laughs) like, I can't ship that. I'm like, what if I tell you it's candles? And she's like- Gotta go. Jesus, I went to USPS. Uh, but we're not shipping beers this year. We went with things that you can probably find uh, near you. Um, and we're going to try them here live on the show. And then ahead of time, we swapped three of our favorite holiday cookie recipes to make and try over the past couple of weeks. That's been fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just, you know, fully want everyone to know that all foods fit. And as two dietitians who love a good beer and a sweet treat, we're hoping you do too and enjoy the show today. All right. So. so should we start with the beers? Let's start with the beers. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me tell you, you chose, I basically, since you live in such a remote place, I, I have access to just about 
any beer known to man. So I pretty much let you make the choices since I could most <laughs> likely get them. Okay. So I went. The indoor so plumbing the and electricity is out of this world, though, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so remote. <laughs> it's compared, to, compared to Columbus, it's a little bit remote. Um, oh but gosh. yes, it's not like rural or anything. But anyway, um, <laughs> stop it. Okay. So I went, first of all, you know, Nick doesn't drink. We, my, my, really the only one who comes over here and asks for a beer is my dad. Like no matter what, like if we don't have beer in the refrigerator, he is like legit angry. Um, but he would never drink a stout. He would never drink anything Christmassy. Uh, he's just a pretty, he's pretty, I would say IPA, Pilsner, lagers, just kind of basic, which is a lot like me too, but really just IPAs. Uh, so anyway, as I'm thinking about these beers, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just about to spend $40 on beer, especially because this Bell's Cherry Stout. I always, I already knew Bell's was expensive. I mean, it's one of my favorite beers, if not my favorite. I hate to say because it's from Michigan. Uh, but the Cherry Stout was just like $13. And let me tell you, I hate stouts. So I am very excited to oh, try this because it is a Bell's. I know, I know. I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll try it. I, you know, and maybe I I'll like it. I swear you told me you liked stouts. Okay. This should be interesting. It just wouldn't be my favorite. So let's go ahead. Let's give it a whirl. So this is Bell's Cherry Stout. And my father-in-law is a a beer guy. He would tell you that a stout is supposed to be not ice cold straight out of the fridge. So they get more robust flavors, I believe, like the more temperature appropriate they are. What that temperature is, Google it. No idea. I think I knew that because when I worked at the Old Bag of Nails in Columbus, we served a lot of Guinness, which is a stout. And people would prefer it like sitting for a while. I don't like Guinness, so I never questioned it. But that, I mean, I, I think that makes sense. Okay. Ooh. Oh my, oh my gosh. That's a no from Gina. <laughs> it tastes like coffee. Cold Ooh. coffee. It tastes like a cold brew. But mm. a little tart. Am I right though? Doesn't it taste like a cold brew? But it's a stout. It's kind of, yeah, it's, yeah, it does. Is there coffee in this? I don't taste cherry. You don't taste cherry. Ruby black. No, this stout's signature tartness comes from cherries grown in Michigan's Traverse City region. Warm, dark chocolate notes come together with the cherries in a mysterious dance to create one of the cornerstones of the Bell's stout portfolio. Oh, Oh, nice. Who writes these things? Yeah, this is not something I would ever, ever drink. I don't even know that I not could my ever finish either. this entire thing. Okay, so you agree? There is a beer called Cherry Wheat that is made by Sam Adams. And I very much consider it like a summer beer. It's mm-hmm. slightly sweet, but if you like wheat beers, and yeah. I would say if you're like a beginner drinker, <laughs> I highly recommend Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Um, that's I I it, actually. This cherry, uh, yeah. It's not my favorite. It, it's more tart, though. So if you're looking for if you like stouts and you like sour beers, this might just be the beer for you. I don't know. It's kind yeah. of the kind of marries the two, I think. It's so thick. Like, I feel like if I drank that, I would be full for days. I don't know. If I drank the whole thing, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, You're not a stout person. Yeah, I'm just not. All right. Let's move on to the Shiner Christmas Cheer, which I know I've seen this before. This has been around for a long time. Am I wrong? I don't know that I've seen it before, but I'll be honest, Shiner is not my favorite. We were just going for okay. domestic, mm-hmm. assuming this is domestic. Um, I think so too. Beer. Texas. It's brewed Texas. in Shiner, Texas. Shiner, Texas. Yeah. Happy holidays from the little brewery in Shiner, Texas. Hope you, hope you enjoy your Shiner Cheer. An old world dunk, Dunkelweizen brewed <laughs> with Texas peaches and roasted pecans. Multi- I taste the peaches. Oh. And you know how usually, I mean, you, you smell, oh, yeah. a, your I do, smell. Yeah. I, do, I obviously don't have COVID because I can smell the crap out of this and taste <laughs> the peaches. <laughs> oh my gosh. What about pecan? Pecan. But why? Pecan? I don't taste that, but I'm just wondering why they would add peaches to a Christmas beer. I don't understand that. Is that like a big thing that do they grow that in the winter in Texas? That's a dumb question. I'm sure everyone's laughing right now. Like, do you grow peaches in the winter or am I? I mean, that far south, maybe. Yeah, I guess that's true. 
Are peaches a thing in Texas? I don't know this. (laughs) The list for the list for Google is growing. So do you like it? I don't think I do. You know what, though? I will say my favorite beer of all time, my only Christmas ale that I've ever really been able to to enjoy is the Great Lakes uh, Christmas ale. So I think that I'm it's like I, I can't I cannot ever move away from that. Like I'm kind of stuck in Christmas ale land. I, I just, I don't know. I can never give anything else a fair chance because I'm just so in love with that beer. You agree with me, right? The Christmas, the Great Lakes. I used to love it. I'm not as big a fan now. I mean, it's, I will say more drinkable than the two that we've tried. So yeah, <laughs> I hope we finish like off Christmas. strong here with cocktails and cookies. Cause... <laughs> I don't know. But but I agree with like, you. Like Christmas it to me. Yeah. It doesn't taste like Christmas. I agree. With I think you. that's what I'm looking for. Like when I open a Christmas ale, I want to taste Christmas. Eat pine and, tree. Yeah. And that's what I <laughs> Maybe I could do that if I'm drinking a gin cocktail, but always tastes like pine trees to me. Um, but I don't know. I, I, that's why I really like the Great Lakes Christmas ale because it tastes like Christmas to me. I drink it and it's such nostalgia. But these, no, not so much. Okay. So I agree with What you. about this? Okay. What, what, first of all, what is this Abita? I've never heard of a, of, is, am I even saying that right? Abita. This yeah, next one. It's, Abita. Um, definitely a, a, a well-known brewery. Where is it from? Um, Louisiana. It says, I had stout it. brewed with cacao, ca- cocoa nibs, uh, cinnamon, vanilla, and nutmeg. Well, that certainly sounds oh, Christmassy. That sounds Christmassy. Okay. Let me smell it. Ooh, it smells of Christmas. It smells of Christmas ale. Actually. It smells. Ooh. Ooh. Vanilla for oh. sure. Oh, it, it actually tastes a lot like Christmas ale. I feel like. Do you? Yeah, this is my favorite. This I could do. Of this the ones I could we've serve tried. at a Christmas party and feel good about it. And it's almost got 7% alcohol by volume. Is that that's a, good a winner. Thing? Oh, that's a- <laughs> Gina. I mean, mean, anything seven and above, I I am into for sure. I'll never forget the year Trader Joe's made their own Christmas beer. And it came in like bombers. And my friend um, from grad school, we were at my parents' house and we were just drinking. And suddenly we were not leaving for the night. And it was not until we were uncomfortably drunk that I looked at the bottle. It was something like 14%. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, no wonder like bottle number four. I mean, yeah, which that's, is like a liter. That's what happened to me one night, one very long, cold night when I was, I think I was probably four years into my relationship with, with Nick. And we went to this bar near our house, near our, actually in, near our apartment at the time. And they had Christmas ale on tap. And I think I probably had three or four of the giant 16 ounces. And, you know, that stuff is also, I, I want to say it's 10%. Bell's I was, Christmas ale? No. Oh. Did I say Bell's? I'm sorry. Great Lakes Christmas oh, ale. Oh, sorry. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty up there. I was sloshed. I was doing um, karaoke that night. <laughs> Let's just say we had a lot of fun. Uh, not to say that we need to be drunk to have fun, but that was, uh, that was a good night. Um, not, not a good morning, but it was a good night. <laughs> Now I'm curious okay. what percentage Great, Great Lakes Christmas sale is. Seven I'm and a half. Sure. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's, I mean, not low. I was thinking it was more than that. Interesting. I have some in my fridge too right now. Okay. I, I feel like in the past it was more than that, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. So you would say Abita Office Party Holiday Stout is your beer of choice. It's my favorite out of these three, I would say by far. It's the only one I would actually consider purchasing again. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Which is good because it's the only one that I actually had to buy. Well, no, I had to buy two. A couple of them, a couple of places near us, they sell individual bottles. So I was actually able to buy the um, Shiner in an individual bottle instead of the whole pack. But I did have to buy the entire office party, which turns out is not such a bad thing because I actually enjoy it. Well, lucky you. I've got at least 10 beers that I have no idea what I'm going to do with. (laughs) All right. Are we doing something with it? I don't know. Cocktails or cookies next? Let's go right into cocktails. Might as well. Okay. You have to talk about yours. Yeah. So mine was boring. You know, I, I'm not really a big cocktail person, but before we decided to do this episode, I had purchased or before we had, I don't know, 
it was right at the beginning of the holidays, probably like November 1st or something. And I was at Trader Joe's and I purchased their holiday kombucha. It was more like a fall seasonal type kombucha. So it wasn't like a Christmassy one, but it was a, I would say more, more of fall, fall flavors. And I decided to make, to mix it with tequila. And I added a little bit of honey to it as well and just mix it up. And it was so good. Mm-hmm. And I want to say the ratio was one to four. So one ounce, or you could even do two ounces of uh, tequila and then preferably a darker tequila and then eight ounces of kombucha or even five or six, honestly, would be fine. And then just a little dab of honey and then you mix it up. You want to, don't shake it. You want to stir it because if you shake it, you kind of um, disturb that mother, you know, probiotic or the, of the kombucha, the what's it called? The mother, um, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Not, you know, the mother, the mother, the mom. <laughs> um, so don't shake it. You'll want to stir it, but I liked it. What did you think of it? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't so sure, Gina. I was like, oh, it's a Gina cocktail. It's yeah. easy. And totally. okay. So I love tequila. However, I typically drink it in the form of shots on okay. oh. bad decision nights. Um, I, I really, but I genuinely like the taste of tequila. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like kombucha. So you said a holiday kombucha. I went with Vita Life, which is the Aldi brand. They had okay. a pumpkin chai flavor. And I missed your text where you told me it was a four to one. So mine is a three to one. I did one shot of tequila to three shots of kombucha. And it is so good. Oh, you like it. No, I love it. It is so good. So I think, I mean, if you're hosting some people who love kombucha and tequila, (laughs) the sum is greater than the parts even, I would say. Oh, nice. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I actually really enjoyed it, too. I will say I made it once with like a white lighter tequila, and then I made it once. I can't remember the brand, but we actually had someone here from Mexico, and she brought this here. She's like, this is the best tequila. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, Not that, you know, people from Mexico, I don't know. They they probably know their tequila, but she sure did. It was darker. Hmm. I can't remember what the brand was, but I loved it. She was right. It was the best tequila I've ever had. So that's why I want to say... It was better. It's better with darker tequila because I think it was probably the best tequila that I've had ever. And I feel like the darker goes well with the dark kind of fall kombucha look. Anyway, mine um, was more like orange. The kombucha was like orange and I used a white tequila. Uh-huh. Um, but I did. Too. Yeah. This brand of kombucha has a bit more sugar in it than some other brands. So I did not add the honey and it. mine did not need it. So I would say taste it first if you don't necessarily need anything super sweet. But I Gina. Agree. I was impressed. I was impressed. Simple and delightful. I loved it. All right. Well, my cocktail, um, I did serve to myself only on Thanksgiving because (laughs) our two guests did not want them, which was fine. Uh, But it was, it's called a, oh, shoot. Hopefully it's a, it uses bourbon. And cranberry juice. And I did buy like very, very high quality uh, cranberry juice without a ton of added sugar. Okay. Um, Which was great. And then it has ginger beer in it. So Mm -hmm. it's a little like Moscow mule-ish and then a squeeze of lime juice. That's basically, it's called a ginger cranberry whiskey cocktail. I said bourbon. Okay. Bourbon whiskey, whatever. Whatever. Um, And that's it. So you can take like a little lime rind. or not. And yeah, it's really, really, really good. So the ratios, I'm sorry, I'm pulling up the uh, recipe here. I should have been ready. It's two ounces or a quarter of a cup of whiskey, quarter cup of ginger beer, one ounce of cranberry juice or two tablespoons, a lime wedge. And then you can add a cute little couple little cranberries in there and then a lime twist and you got like the little red and green thing going on. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was perfect for a holiday table. Mm-hmm. I actually, we had my, another dietitian I work with and her boyfriend over about a month ago and just the two of them, they both like bourbon. And I think each of them had like three of these. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The, the guy loved it. He was like, this is so delicious. So that made me feel good. I am not a huge bourbon fan. I've never loved bourbon, but actually what kind of drew me to this recipe was the ginger beer, beer, mm-hmm. which I really do like. 
I definitely tried it and didn't mind it. So again, I am not a bourbon person. So I, this would never be something that I would choose to make for myself, you know, just, you know, out of nowhere. But I would say it was the first bourbon drink I've ever had that I actually didn't mind. But again, (laughs) our guests really, really enjoyed it. So I I think it would be a good one for anyone who likes bourbon out there. And we did use a really good bourbon. I, I, my brother brought it over. It was, um, oh gosh, one of the, one of the really good knob, knob Creek. I want to say. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's expensive stuff. Yeah. 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 It was, it was good. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it burned when it went down. It was good. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a winner. All right. I cookies. would say you and I are probably more like beer and wine people though. Is that fair yes. to say? Definitely. Definitely. Now when I'm in Vegas or somewhere like on the beach, mm-hmm. I'm not drinking beer and wine. I'm drinking cocktails. Well, maybe beer and cocktails, but generally more cocktails. You know, all like the, the $20 drinks. Give cocktails. me all the drinks. Yeah. yeah. One of each, please. <laughs> yeah. But I, I enjoyed the little cocktail challenge. That was cool. So it was fun. All right. You want to, you, you going with, you going out, going, going strong to start the cookies here? Sure. Okay. So here's what we did. I know you already explained this, but I, I chose three of my favorite cookies, all of which I have not made this year yet. So I can't remember all the tedious details involved with most of them. For example, number one, which was the pep. Oh, I'm sorry. We're doing your, wait, it says my name, but did you mean the peppermint um, melt away cookies? Is that what we're doing first? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you sent me this recipe for peppermint melt away cookies. (laughs) This was the first one I made. So basically you sent me the recipe. I was to make it and, you know, to kind of give my feedback as to whether I enjoyed it as much as you do. I will say, you know, because as we alluded to earlier, I'm very lazy in the kitchen. I like short and sweet recipes with very few ingredients and that take very little time. Now, I realize that holiday cooking, uh, baking specifically, can be a little bit different. And that's okay because it's the holidays. You got to put a little bit more love into what you're making. The thing that I didn't love about this recipe was I was not prepared to have to put the dough into the into the uh, refrigerator for an hour. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we put it, I was at my mom's house and we put it in, she's got a, a, like a blast chiller part of her freezer. So we put it in there and we only left it in for 20 minutes. And I, I definitely think that was a mistake. Obviously we should have just read the, followed the instructions and waited a full hour in the you know regular freezer because the dough was fine. But then once we cooked the cookies, they were super crumbly where Honestly, I went to to get them off of the tray and they could have just disintegrated. Mm. But I will say once we kind of got the hang of getting them off the tray and putting them on the cooling rack, they were fine. We probably ended up ruining maybe three or four. So no big deal. After they sat for a while, they lost their crumble. And these are one of my favorite cookies now. I love them and will, we, we probably made... 40 total. How much does it say? It, it, yeah, it was, it's quite a bit. And I think I was the only one eating them because Nick doesn't like uh, crushed up candy canes because he's a weirdo. I gave my mom probably 10 to keep and I brought the rest home. The kids, you know, they're, they like them, but they, you know, they prefer to eat candy. I've just been eating these things ever since that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably got two left at this point, but they're so good. So I am a huge fan. I will keep this in my binder for, for holiday baking. For sure. How did you crush up the peppermint to go on top? Oh, I'll tell you. I, this was fun because I wanted to give Paige something to do. So I, we bought a box of, of candy canes. I put like 10 of them in a Ziploc bag and I told her to go to town and she loved it. <laughs> so she just took a, I don't even remember what I gave her. Maybe the back of a ice cream scoop. And she just for about 10 minutes. And of course she was eating and then pounding, eating them. She loves candy canes. I, I don't recall having any of those issues, but yeah, I, the fridge time. Yeah. So, and if you want a, the loudest noise you've ever heard, just throw those candy canes in like a mini food processor and whiz them up. It's like I'm sure. the loudest noise ever. Um, <laughs> but it's done in like three seconds. Uh, okay. So your first recipe that you sent to me was for double chocolate crackles. Um, mm. And it's so funny that you're complaining about the fridge time because oh. these also required, <laughs> required an hour in the fridge. Gina's like, 
gosh, Nicole, that's so annoying for your recipe, but my recipe, it's fine. Um, I'm just like, okay, Gina, it's cool. It's cool. We'll just save it for the show. I'll throw you under the bus. Um, Oh, you got me. We liked them really well. I would say best ones soft. They were not abundantly sweet, um, which I liked. They were, they were sweet, certainly. But I would say like, if you love chocolate, these are yours. So. Oh, for sure. They're so chocolatey. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. They, I mean, they were really good. I would say there was like solid. Yeah. There was solid choice. Double chocolate. It's chocolate because it had a bunch of cocoa powder in the batter. And then you added in chocolate chips and then you rolled them and then refrigerate. Well, you mix the batter and then refrigerated and then roll, rolled them into balls, roll that in uh, powdered sugar and then baked them. So yeah, I mean, pretty easy, but yeah, when they're warm, watch out. <laughs> Addicting for sure. Yeah. Ah, so, so good. All right. So the next one was the peanut clusters in the slow cooker that you sent me. And I just made those this past weekend. And I actually just had one before coming down here to drink some beer. Real nice. (laughs) And I loved them. They were, first of all, super easy right up my alley. Super easy. (laughs) I mean, you can't, it doesn't get any easier than this. I just threw in a bunch of chocolate. So almond bark slash candy coating, semi-sweet chocolate morsels. And then unsweetened chocolate. Throw them into the slow cooker, let it get soft, and then throw in some dry roasted peanuts, which truthfully, I didn't, I actually didn't have 24 ounces, which is what the recipe called for. So I ended up adding walnuts and almonds as well. I mean, what? They're all nuts. Who cares? And they're just delicious. I am thoroughly enjoying them. And I'm actually going to give some, make some more and give some to teachers as well. They're so good. <laughs> so good. And and Cameron loves them too. And both of my kids are enjoying them, even though they say they hate peanuts, which I was the same way as a kid. I love peanut butter, but I didn't like, you know, whole peanuts. But they've actually, you know, each had one or two. And well, they're, I mean, they're good. Really good. I always like to say for the, the effort to result ratio way in favor of making that recipe every year that and that one's for my mother-in-law and she's like Eugenia she's like how can I feed myself something that I'll enjoy in the least amount of time possible yeah. um so that's her recipe and yep it's good stuff nice. um you sent me so this is uh for our allergy friendly people so dairy free and egg free carrot cookies with orange glaze so wait I'm sorry. I saw this. Is this the one? Is this because I the one that I'm looking in front of me has egg. So I don't know if it's the same one that you tried. Oh, so this one was um, it called for shortening sugar, egg, carrot, ground carrot. Yes. Vanilla, almond extract, flour, baking powder, salt, confectioner, sugar and orange juice. So where did I get all that? I swear I just copied it from the recipe. Hmm. Did you make this without eggs? No, there's no way. I followed the recipe. So okay. it does not. Doesn't have, have dairy. It doesn't have dairy. Well, it has butter. Yeah. Does that? No, it doesn't. No butter. Well, we use butter instead of shortening. Okay. Instead of shortening. So yeah, you you didn't make it dairy-free, but it, the recipe technically is dairy-free. Okay. So scratch the whole allergen-friendly thing. Um, just well, I kidding. mean, if you have a dairy allergy, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I texted you and I said, yo, gee, I don't use shortening. I have it. I just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's fine. I would buy it. But have you used butter? And, and you said, oh, yeah, I use butter. I don't use shortening either. Well, lo and behold, I think it's probably best to use shortening. <laughs> Hence yeah, the recipe. Mm-hmm. So I think it just, you know, trans fat. haha. It just holds shape really well. Um, so my cookies tasted fantastic. Looked like total trash. Um, however, they were so, (laughs) they were so addicting. I ran these cookies all over the place and I also accidentally doubled the recipe. I'm not exactly sure. So we were, we had, we knew multiple people on that particular weekend that had COVID. So I was like the little cookie fairy delivering cookies to all of their doorsteps. Uh, but if you make this recipe, which you should, because it's fantastic, Use the shortening and I would just say have the amount of glaze because I had a ton left over. But the orange flavor is so good. And I bought a um a new like cheese grater, you know, one of the cheese grater things that stands up. And I used the real fine side to do the carrots. Not like the fine, not like a not a mm, zest, not the zest side, but the really fine grate for the carrots. So it was just yeah, they were really good. 
Okay, so I have a couple questions. What was I going to say? So, okay, this recipe makes four to five dozen. So you made like- It did not make eight? four to five dozen. Okay, I don't remember really? how many. Yeah. Got it. I don't, I think I doubled it. It didn't I make do always many. find, okay, I, I do always find, I'm because again, I'm lazy. So I tend to make the cookie too big. So it never makes the amount that the recipe says. That's how I am. That's I mean, just, I spaced mine my two inches apart, blah, 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 all that. It was like, they all like ran into each other and I was like, dang, I should use shortening. I mean, that's just the nature of butter. Like we went, to, we went yeah. to school, like we had to learn yeah. like food science and all that stuff. Like I knew what was going to happen. So if you are going for looks, use shortening. If you're going for perhaps more flavor and nutrition, go with butter. Although, you know, Crisco shortening does not have trans fat anymore. So oh, just really? an FYI. Correct. Thank you, G. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. So you wouldn't be adding trans fat if you use the shortening. Okay. Thanks. I will. I, I I don't know what it is though about shortening. It still kind of grosses me out. <laughs> yeah, I don't conceptually, know. I'm like, what is this? Like, just it's just a little unpleasant. But yeah. next time I'm going for it because I'm making those cookies again, and they gotta look pretty. <laughs> and they gotta look pretty. Yeah, those those were not going on the blog. That's for sure. <laughs> I couldn't dress them up enough. All right, All what right. you got? So speaking of ugly, well, your oatmeal cherry cookies. <laughs> this is going real well. But really good. Okay, let me say, I texted you when I made these and I was like, is this batter supposed to be this sticky? I don't know what I did, did wrong, but let me tell you, the batter was so sticky that I, I mean, I could barely get, like, make, I could barely form the cookies into a ball or anything that resembled a ball. So I was getting a little frustrated, you know, licking my fingers because the batter was delicious. I mean, just so, so good. And I was like, you know, there's oats in here, so it's healthy, right? So I'm, you know, putting it on the tray. And finally, I get, I, I managed to get out, I don't know, like 30 cookies, something like that. And, you know, baked them, took them out and waited about, you know, 30 minutes to let them cool. And they're just delicious. They're so good. Uh, giant pieces of dried cherry, some dark chocolate. Uh, what else? So basically that that's that would be the texture. So there's, you know, there's oats and then there's the cherries, which I love dried cherries and then the chocolate chips. But they're, I mean, I'm just really enjoying these things and I will make these again. I'm not sure. I looked at the at the recipe. I don't know what I, it says in a large bowl, whisk, to, whisk together both flowers and then, you said that maybe you had used like a um uh, a, a large mixer. What are they called? A uh, quiz, uh yeah. Mm -hmm. I used a hand mixer. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what it was, but I would almost think that if you mixed it with a, a stand mixer, it would get more sticky. I, I can't even imagine mixing this with a stand mixer because I feel like I would have constantly had to stop, scrape it off out of the bowl. Scrape it from the mixer. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know. Stand I mean, mixers they, are pretty awesome. Do you yeah. not have a like a cookie scoop? No, I don't have a cookie scoop. I know. That is that the, is a problem. That's I, what I should have gotten you for Christmas. Not a <laughs> gift card to a restaurant. You need some cookie scoops. Because I, I yeah. Know. It's true. I know. I just need to get a cookie. Or like a I don't know. I rarely make cookies. And and truthfully, there is something a little bit therapeutic about putting my hand into the dough and making it myself. I don't know, but you're right. I'm wasting time. I mean, I, I don't like to waste time. So why wouldn't I have, I need to just put it on my Amazon cart right now. The, yeah. Ask Santa for an ice cream or for a, for a cookie scoop. You're they have so multiple right. sizes, but that would be an investment worth making. I'm putting it on my notes right now. Okay. Right. Well, your last one, a recipe for me was mint meringues. And I, okay, if I'm being honest, I saw the freshman like, wah, wah. okay, meringues are kind of like, okay, I think of them as being like diet cookies. Cause this is something that I would have made when I was trying to just eat as few calories as possible while sure. still eating cookies. Right. Yeah. If I'm being honest. However, mm. I loved them. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So if you follow the recipe and here's again where this whole food science thing comes in, I'm pretty sure that you need to beat the egg whites before you add the cream of tartar so that you can get stiff peaks faster. So the recipe said six minutes. It was more like nine and I did it with a stand mixer. It was like on high speed. Um, huh. My family was like, shut it off already. And I'm like, am I ever going to get stiff peaks? And I, I think I texted you too. You did. Um, 
I'm like, just I, keep going. <laughs> just keep whipping those things. I was like, eventually, because I've done it before in food lab, I knew that my my eggs could break. And you know what? I, have you ever broken an egg before? Like beat it too much where the proteins just like disintegrate they, and it turns to like water. And but like well, the I don't remember that. If anything, I feel like when you overbeat, it almost it, it turns textured and like um, not smooth anymore. Oh, well, almost I, like I was, um, butter, I, but not. No, oh, I think of like separation, that. but maybe not. I, I don't Food so. science was not my strength, but the whole like cream and tartar I thing seemed to like though. ring some bells. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I loved food science so much. I don't know why I didn't go into it. Like I should have gone into food science. I, whatever. I don't have any regrets. Like our husbands say, oh, we don't have any regrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mr. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember showing up to a food lab the day we had to make mayonnaise hungover. I probably told that story already. Anyway, I would say I don't, that I don't think I've heard that. <laughs> it doesn't go with cookies. Uh, yeah, normally meringues, not my thing. Loved them, though. And they were this pretty mint green and they had little chocolate chips in them. Oh, yeah. yeah. De- I would and definitely easy. The ingredients were literally mm-hmm. egg whites, too, half a cup of sugar, some cream of tartar. And like that was it. Yeah, I I would agree with you. Meringues, definitely not my thing. But, and I honestly think that if, if the little, again, the little chocolate chips in this recipe made the cookie, just like I feel like with the chocolate crinkle cookie that you mm-hmm. made, uh, and just like in the, um, in the cherry chocolate oatmeal cookies, it's just that little chocolate chip. It just, oh, adds so much. And yeah, I, I pick up a meringue cookie. I, I remember the first time I made these, I was like, eh, I'm not too excited about these. I took one bite and I was just, in heaven. <laughs> yeah, really good. Uh, so there's six cookie recipes uh, and we, we trialed them for you up close and personal. So you know exactly what not to do. Uh, and a couple cocktails and at least one beer suggestion. So yeah, happy holidays. And all those links are in the show notes. Yeah. All right. So favorite new product or recipe slash mom wins. I've got one. It is a slow cooker quinoa egg casserole which I made last week. Unfortunately, I think I overcooked it, but it was still so good. So I can only imagine what it would taste like if I hadn't overcooked it. It was almost like half of it was overcooked and the other half wasn't. I I know I kept it in too long, but basically this calls for eggs, quinoa, tomato, spinach, cheese. You just mix it all up and then throw it into the slow cooker. It was divine. I loved it. So, so, so good. I'm totally making that. I'm, I'm recommitting my life to quinoa. Yeah. And I'm not a huge, I'm not going to lie, a huge quinoa fan. I don't not like it. I don't go out and seek it in recipes, but every once in a while I find a good quinoa recipe and it's, and mm-hmm. this one's a keeper for sure. It's definitely a protein rich breakfast. I love that. And slow mm-hmm. cooker. You love that. Right. And I think it would even be good if you added some, you know, sausage or whether it's vegetarian sausage or pork sausage, chicken sausage. I think it would be good with that too. I'm going to make that. Yeah. Somebody was talking about, I'm going to play with it, but like a taco quinoa as like a side dish. I was like, ooh, that sounds really good. A taco. Yeah. Like like a taco quinoa, almost like in place of rice, but adding like a little bit of taco seasoning and then adding like some black beans and corn and cilantro. I was like, that's a great idea as like a side. I like that. It is versatile. Just like rice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mine is candy. uh, Perfect bars. They have a candy cane variety. Have you had it? I have not. I have not. I've not even seen this. Is it really, really good? It is so good. So good. Does it also have chocolate? No. Yeah. Maybe white chocolate, not dark. Not milk or dark. It is so good. But you also liked the pumpkin perfect bars, didn't you? Um, well, yes. Were they but better? Now that I've had the candy cane, not so much because I have some pumpkin ones in my fridge and they are untouched for the best <laughs> since the candy cane ones came into the house. Um, okay. So now tis the season, more. gobble them up and their website has had some really good sales. So check out. Oh, you buy them from the, directly from the website. Yeah, they were half off the other day, but I got the wow. shipment and it was like four boxes, which there's not that many in a box. And I was like, I mean, they are expensive. My kids are expensive. Expensive because they will both eat one of those every morning. I'm like, wow, just wow. Between that and <laughs> organic milk, I, y'all need to get jobs. Like, this is out of control. So, oh, just wait till they get older. 
Oh, real quick. I didn't say this in our catch up. Okay. Piper's obsessed with this little boy in her class. And I obsessed, like talks oh. about marrying him all the time. Oh, that's so cute. And she she knows like all the parts of a wedding now and everything. So today I finally asked her teacher, I said, okay, is Gabe as fond of Piper as she is of him? Almost like I knew, I was guessing the answer was no. She was like, yes, they are obsessed with one another. Where was I going with this? Um, The weddings. Where was I going with this, Gina? I don't know. Um, We were talking about food and how how when they get older, we're going to pay so much on eating. So I told Mark, yes. So Piper's my child that like loves all things expensive, dresses, all of that. And she's she's planning her wedding with Gabe. And I told Mark, I said, she's four. Like, start saving. This is going to be a six-digit wedding. I mean, you, we talked about our weddings on a budget. I mean, with like <laughs> Pipers. Oh, watch out, world. I mean, <laughs> watch out. <laughs> oh, boy. The cashew loving girl. The cashew salad. Yes. Oh, my gosh. She's got refined taste like she her mother. She does. I, and Gabe <laughs> is pretty cute, I got to say. Aww. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, Nick or Cameron. I always call. Gosh, I always call Cameron Nick and Nick Cameron. It's bad. Um, but uh, Cameron has a girl in his class that he that they they just play with each other. And she was out for two weeks because of COVID, and it just oh. destroyed him. He was just like, "Oh, Lucy, Lucy, Lucy's oh, yeah. not here." I'm like, "Get over it. We'll be back." And now she's back, and he's happy again. <laughs> uh, Too cute. Too cute. Um. Oh, am I reading a review? Yes. Okay. I'm like sitting here waiting for you. Sorry. Okay. Uh, healthier Emma, right? Healthier Emma wrote um, a review. It says, subscribe. Love listening to this podcast. Perfect mix between talking with a friend and receiving thorough, educated information. I get so much practical advice, which makes me feel really empowered to make healthy choices. Thank you, Gina and Nicole. Wasn't that sweet? Very nice. We didn't get a yes. review for like a month and I was I was sad, Gina. I was, and then I this one popped in. I was like, "Yes, that was amazing. Thank you, Healthier Emma." It was very nice. All right, so coming up on December twentieth, we will be dishing about starting off right with good sleep habits for babies. You know, because there's going to be a baby boom theoretically coming up soon, or it's probably already started. Until <laughs> then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram, and check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, please be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right. Until next time, everyone, be well. And Nicole, we'll catch up soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.